Welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. For 30 years, Sam Ventola has been an attorney, hearing officer, professor, and mediator. Now he's here to answer your legal questions. Sam the Answer Man, law made simple. Here's your hosts, Sam and Gina Ventola. Hey, podcast fans. Welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. I'm Gina. And I'm Sam. And we're so glad you're here. Sam, let's just jump right in and talk about, I want to talk about some mediation type stuff. Okay. So we've talked about in our, we've been doing a series called Mediation and Practice, and we've talked about business divorce. We've talked about employment. We've talked about contract disputes. Today, I'm going to talk about earnest money disputes. Right. So earnest money disputes are something that are frequently mediated because the standard form uh, real estate contract, at least in Colorado, has a mandatory mediation provision and it specifically applies to an earnest money dispute. So could you back up a little bit and kind of talk about what exactly that term means, what earnest money is? Uh, I mean, it's not some dude named Ernest that has money. It might be a dude named Ernest, but anybody who is a buyer in a real estate transaction uh, may be required to provide what's called earnest money. And the amount of it can vary widely. It can be a very small amount of money, it can be a very large amount of money. But it's money that essentially is deposited, usually with an escrow agent, um, in order to make sure the transaction goes forward. And what happens is, if the transaction is completed, then the seller gets that money as part of the purchase price, normally. If the transaction is not completed for whatever reason, then the money can go back to the buyer if the buyer is not at fault for the transaction not going forward. In other words, if the buyer is not a breach of the purchase contract, the buyer can get the purchase uh, the earnest money back. Um, but if the buyer is in default, um, uh, then the seller gets to keep that earnest money. So the types of transactions that these things are used for. So you mentioned buyer and seller. So real estate, would that be an example? Real estate, both residential and commercial, very frequently have earnest money um, provisions that require the buyer to deposit earnest money. And really any sales contract that goes over a period of time that's not, that's not uh, completed instantly may involve an earnest money sale of business, a sale of, uh, you know, a deposit is, is a, kind of a, a kind of earnest money. So, but what we're really talking about here are the specific earnest money provisions that apply in real estate contracts. Okay. So are these kind of disputes, the earnest money disputes, frequently mediated? Yeah, again, particularly with regard to the standard form residential uh, sales contract in Colorado has a mandatory mediation clause. So the parties are required to find a mediator to mediate the dispute. If, if a party fails to participate in mediation or trying to get a mediation, that party is precluded from going to court because the mediation is a, is a necessary condition before you can before you can file a lawsuit. So in simple terms, it's kind of like, according to the contract, my way or the highway. Not me per se, but I'm saying the contract says, hey, you got to do it this way or, right. or not. Right, you have to, you have to at least try mediation, which requires parties to agree to a mediator and then to actually participate in good faith in the mediation process. Gotcha. So what kind of issues arise in earnings money disputes? Well, for example, in a residential contract, in a lot of um, commercial contracts, uh, but in a standard form Colorado residential contract, there's a whole list of what are called conditions to the sale. And these are things like the buyer has to get uh, appropriate financing, the inspection has to be uh, completed to the buyer's satisfaction and no issues on the inspection that are deemed to be disqualifying. Title insurance has to be examined. There are about a dozen different conditions um, 
And so usually uh, the mediation or the issue of dispute comes down to the issue of um, the buyer claiming that one or more of these conditions weren't satisfied and therefore they are entitled to withdraw from the purchase contract and get their earnest money back without being in breach of their agreement. So what can, can these types of things be prevented? Like can the, is there something the seller can do or something the buyer can do to kind of minimize the chance for the, it imploding? Well, really, if you, if you maintain the transaction in a frame where everybody has the incentive for it to go forward, you're not going to have these problems. You only start to have these problems if for some reason the buyer has decided, oh, you know, prices have gone down or uh, for whatever reason I, I found a better deal than this house, I want to buy this other house instead, and the buyer may be looking for an out. But if the, if the parties stay on a footing of trying to accomplish their original goal of completing the sale, then you're less likely to have these disputes. But again, even if you do have disputes, you have mediation. And, and so um, even though a dispute comes up, it can be resolved quickly and relatively inexpensively by sending it to mediation and, and trying to resolve the issues there. And you are a mediator. And right. one of the things that you like to do is instruct people on the law. Would this be an excellent example and application? Yeah, so one issue with earnest money deposits is sometimes they're not that big. And so you don't want to be spending a ton of money on paying lawyers uh, or very expensive mediators in order to resolve these things. And so one of the things that I do as a mediator is a lot of mediators will tell you, I can't give you legal advice. I can't tell you what the law says. I don't agree with that. I can't tell you what the law says. And I will. I'll tell both sides, you know, here's what the law has to say about this condition, about these contract issues, about these issues with regard to the property. And so everybody's informed. and doesn't have to go out and get separate counsel for those issues. So uh, that is a way that these things might help. Be able to get resolved without having to go to court because the parties haven't put a whole bunch of money into resolving. Okay, so if they have a dispute or have questions about disputes, can they contact you? They can, and and one thing is there's a specific certification for earnest money um, mediations, and I'm and I'm certified to do those. So the, the you want to make sure that you're trying to use a, a, a mediator who has that certification. Secondly, again, I would recommend that you use an attorney mediator because. Um, that person is able to understand the legal issues uh, better than a non-attorney mediator might be able to. Well, there you have it. Sam, thank you so much. That was very informative. Podcast fans, if you want to subscribe, hit like or subscribe if you're watching on YouTube on Sam the Answer Man YouTube channel. Audio fans, we didn't leave you out. We have you on iTunes. Again, Sam the Answer Man podcast. We're also on Instagram, hashtag, at Sam the Answer Man on Twitter at Sam Duh D A Answer Man because someone already had the other, and on Facebook we have a great Facebook page just for you guys, so you can find us everywhere. So thanks for watching or listening. We love our fans. Have a great day. Thank you. If you would like to discuss your legal issue with Sam, please contact Ventola Law at 303-864-9797 or check out our website at www.ventolalaw.com. Ventola Law, mediation and legal representation at an expert level.